Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 173 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the relationship relationship-centric, say that three times fast, relationship-centric, 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 loved-up Libran creatrix behind kick-ass witch, putting the K in magic, and hippie witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. And if this intro wasn't silly enough for you already, let me bust into this. I love you, Patreon. Oh, yes, I do. I love you, Patreon, and I'll be true. When I'm not with you, I'm blue. Oh, Patreon, I love you. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon is everything. <laughs> that was just a little inside joke um, for you oldies out there or for any old movie musical enthusiasts. <laughs> There probably aren't very many of you out there who have any idea <laughs> what I was just doing. Uh, oh, well, that's what kind of day it is for me today. I'm in a really good mood. Um, and forgive me for those of you who are not following me on Patreon or don't know what Patreon is. I just had to have a little moment there because I love me some Patreon. And I can't believe it took me so long to finally get with the program because quite a few of you have written in before to be like, hey, you know, you should be on Patreon, um, which is basically a, kind of like a crowdfunding thing, I guess. But the way I set it up and have been using it is like a little club, little membership site for us to talk to each other. So I am totally digging it. But what's funny is when people would write me that, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. But no, thank you. That was like my answer forever. A polite no. <laughs> and I guess I just needed a couple more voices that way this summer to finally tip the balance and get me snooping around over there. And now that I'm in it, I am so in it and I'm loving it. I have definitely found a home there. We're talking about homes. Maybe I got a few of them. One of them is over on Patreon. <laughs> So if you're looking for more episodes of Hippie Witch, that is the place to find them. I am doing three bonuses, bonus episodes of Hippie Witch every month there for my uh, Patreon friends. And I'm just Joanna DeVoe here, there, and everywhere. Super easy to find. Um, and I thought I would mention that too for any math nerds here who are wondering why I am jumping from episode 171 to 173. That's because 172 is over on Patreon. Um, and I also just posted, I'm going to be posting a couple videos there every month as well. And I just posted one, a video called Know Thyself, Know Thy Moon, which if you're a little slightly bit crazy like me, <laughs> ties in perfectly with that, what I'm going to say here today. Uh, you have to have a certain kind of mind, I think, to go there with me. But 
um, I'm going to assume that you do if you're here, because why else would you be here? Um, so basically, I'm saying today, know thyself, know thy home, and vice versa. Um, that exploring your moon sign, that's what the video is about, how feeding your moon is feeding your soul, exploring, learning about your moon sign and astrology is learning about your soul and the way your soul likes to be taken care of and the way your soul expresses itself, your emotional body. I am saying here today now, too, that your home is very much the same way, your house, the place you live. Last spring, I really got into this idea of how you can feed your moon to feed your soul and how feeding your moon and feeding your soul is so much of a physical, 3D, self-care kind of thing. I think that's why a lot of times, you know, when people write about self-love, they're like, take a bubble bath. <laughs> and so it also becomes feed your home. And if that is not weird enough, I created this funky little glyph uh, this little symbol that I drew all over everything last year, especially I was just, I kind of do that. I, I obsess on a subject or a symbol or a certain kind of magic for a period of time. And, it, and then it just, I can't shut up about it. <laughs> it shows up everywhere. And that's what happened with this little symbol that I shared on my blog and social media. I don't remember when it was last spring sometime. I'm probably going well into the summer. <laughs> Um, it was essentially the symbol, it was a square with a circle, but you could only see half the circle because the top half of the circle was a triangle. So it kind of looked like a hat on a head. The circle was the head and then the square was the body. It's, it's hard to give you a visual here over, you know, the airwaves. <laughs> My talking, are airwaves a thing? I guess they still are in podcasts. I'm on the radio, people. <laughs> I'm in such a, a good, happy mood. It's going to take a lot to get me to focus here on the subject at hand. <sighs> Bear with me. All smiles on my end. I hope you're having a good day, too. Um, but anyway, talking about the symbol, the square with the half circle and then the triangle on top of that. Looking at it, you can see, or at least I can see quite clearly, that it is a depiction of the soul residing in the home. So for me, it's a symbol of how care of the home is care of the soul. There might be an, an eyeball involved there too, but I thought that'd be too hard to explain. <laughs> Sometimes there's hearts and stars as well, because I like hearts and stars on everything. So I thought that was worth mentioning today because I have been circling back on that concept this year. Actually, once a symbol becomes a personal symbol, for me, it pretty much sticks around forever. That's why the hearts and stars, like I've been dry, drawing hearts, like very childish hearts and stars on everything, um, even in really professional work environments, which drove some of my bosses crazy. <laughs> um, but I've been doing that since forever. It, it just becomes a part of like who I am. I don't know why. So I, I have a feeling this little soul house is just going to be with me forever now. Um, but I've been circling back on that whole concept this year in my personal practice. And in the context of relationships, I wanted to share, because that's the theme for August, I wanted to share my latest thoughts on that subject here with you. Um, and I knew when I chose relationships as the theme for August that I would be doing this podcast right now. I knew I'd be doing a podcast on this 
home to soul relationships because I believe that it is a very real relationship. Um, I wonder too about myself sometimes. I feel like my pantheism, I often say I'm a pantheist. Uh, I feel it, the, the, the edges of that getting a little blurry, like as animism starts to make more and more sense to me. Uh, Marie Kondo's book, um, I'll probably mention it a couple times here. Uh, what is it? The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. She practices Shinto, which is a Japanese religion that it's, it's animism. And um, she talks about treating your house like a person, basically giving it a name, saying hi when you walk in, like, hey there, blah, 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 whatever your name is. <laughs> uh, but I love that. And Shinto, as I was reading that book, kept popping up everywhere. So I got very interested in it. It made me really start thinking about the relationship that we have, not just with each other, or the relationship that we have with ourselves, which is, I guess, what I primarily talk about here, but the relationship we have with things as well. Um, so that's interesting to think about in the context of your home, whether, and animism is the belief that everything has a spirit. So your home literally has its own spirit. The difference between pantheism and animism is subtle, but, but significant. Um, it is that in pantheism, we believe that the divine is in all things. So this creative, mysterious energy, source energy is all in all things. And, and all things are you, a unique expression of that. Whereas animists believe that each thing has its own individual sovereign soul. I hope that makes sense. Um, anyway, so relationships. When I started thinking about this, I, I can get my, my mind twisted into some knots about this because whether or not you believe that a lamp has a soul, <laughs> the relationship you have with that lamp is very, very real because it's, a rela it's really a reflection of your relationship with yourself as all relationships are. If you want to get all matrixy about it. <laughs> The other, the relationships you have with other people are really just a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself on many levels. I'm not saying it's that shallow, but that's definitely a component of it. Um, and your relationship you have with your home, the physical place where you live is both. It's a relationship. It's a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself and the relationship you have with other people. So this subject today is like a big old octopus and we've got all these <laughs> like tentacles like reaching out to all these other things. I hope, let me know somewhere, email me, post on social media if this all makes sense to you because it makes perfect sense in my mind, but sometimes I just don't know. <laughs> I'm like off in my own little world with this stuff. But the way what I'm saying here, the way it really showed up most profoundly for me is when I was in the throes of agoraphobia, afraid to leave my home, unwilling to allow a curtain to even slightly be cracked open so that someone could, God forbid, see in that there was someone home. 
Um, and I say that jokingly, but it was not funny at the time. It was very, very real. Like all the curtains had to be like perfectly shut. There could be no little crack of light coming through, which is very sad. So uh, forgive my happy, goofy tone today. Um, I've moved beyond it. So I guess that's good, right? I can talk about it without getting upset. But during that time, I was also encased in clutter, like entombed in it really which as I began to heal, I began to see was me literally trying to keep myself safe and other people out. A lot of people refer to our number one home as our bodies. Like your first home is your body. It's the house of your soul. And I know a lot of people that are very overweight, their reaction sometimes to not feeling safe, whether it's because they've been sexually assaulted, physically abused, or they just feel overly empathic to other people's emotions. Um, they do something really similar with their bodies, um, entombing their bodies in layers and layers of fat um, to feel safe and to keep other people out. I know a young man who I absolutely adore, who I think has done this with muscle. So it's really interesting um, to think about this. There's so many different ways I could take this today. It's so, such a fun subject. I think that's why I'm in a good mood because I knew I was gonna talk about this today. Um, and then cut to today, many, many years later after I was you know, in that horrible space, mentally and as a result of that, physically. Um, now I am sleeping and working and hanging out regularly in a bedroom that has three walls of uncovered windows. Because um, way back during bed bug gate in December, when I took I took it, my whole room apart, and I ended up, you know, I had to get rid of these bugs and throw a lot of things away. It was uh, an unexpected decluttering situation, but I painted everything white and I bought white blinds to hang up that I still have right now, but I've never hung them because um, it felt kind of risque and exciting to sleep in there, like just for a night or two. I just wanted to see what it would be like to wake up, you know, to the sky all around me. And now it's been, geez, what has it been like eight months since I did that? And I have not hung the blinds because I love to lay in bed looking up at the stars or watching the birds and the squirrels play in the trees. And even though it's occurred to me a few times that the neighbors from certain angles and depending on what I'm doing might be able to see me there <laughs> um, in my pajamas. But um, it's funny, that's just a passing thought now. Whereas before that would have like completely unraveled me and I would have been like, where's the tinfoil? Put it up on the windows, hurry, hurry, hurry. Let's some crazy person sees me and comes after me. I, I was very fearful. Um, but my answer to like that passing thought now of like, what if the neighbors see me is silly bin, fuck it. Fuck it. So what if they see me? Who cares? And that to me is one of the greatest signs of significant spiritual healing in my own life. Just to compare that Joanna from the past to that Joanna today, it's just like, whoa, wow, we made it, honey, we made it. And it reflects the internal changes I've made in my outward reality and vice versa. It goes both ways. 
And I, and I just want to note for anybody who's struggling with something similar that I made that change gradually one step at a time and moving in both directions from the outside moving in and from the inside moving out external and as Robert Ohado likes to say, internal feng shui. Feng shui. I love that word. <laughs> I first learned about feng shui in my early 20s. If you don't know what feng shui is, it's about chi. It's about the movement of energy in your home and the placement of your furniture and the things in your home to have like a good energy flow. It's far more detailed and complex than that, but essentially that's what feng shui is and it's got a really funny spelling, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. And when I first learned about that, when I was a kid basically living in Hollywood, I was so funny. I was like, ooh, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I'd read about uh, problems that you could have in your house and then, cures for the problem. So I had all these weird little mirrors hung up everywhere and little doodads and my very Christian family would come to visit and be like, what are you doing? What is that? I'd be like, it's feng shui. And they'd be like, feng what? (laughs) And that was really one of the first new agey things that I threw myself into. So it's, it's fun to remember that now. Um, and it's been with me for a long time. Uh, I'm almost too done putting together. I tried to finish it before uh, coming on, on air here, but I didn't, I didn't quite get done with it all the way. I'm trying to put together, or I am putting together and almost done putting together another book nerd post for you. Um, I should have it up on the blog soon, this afternoon sometime. Um, and uh, if I remember, I'll come back to this episode and put a link on Blog Talk Radio for those of you who like to listen there. But I'm sure I'll do Facebook posts about it and you could just go to my blog. Um, anyway, it's for a book that is, it's very much about how the external is a reflection of the internal. And it is called The Western Guide to Feng Shui, Room by Room. And that's the book that I've been playing around with this summer. Last year, it was Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, as I just mentioned, and I truly, I highly recommend checking out both. Um, Maybe one at a time, maybe both at the same time if you're a freak like that. I don't know. Uh, What's interesting is Marie Kondo's, uh, like I said, her, I didn't realize till toward the end of the book that her religion, or at least the religion she comes from is Shintoism. I don't even know if you could consider that a religion it's a philosophy there's no like rule book for um, Shintoism but her perspective is Japanese and then Tara I forget the woman's name but feng shui is Chinese so they're both eastern eastern philosophy based but so friendly for the westerner Uh, and if the subject of today's show interests you I that's I definitely recommend either of those books because I know I'm not going to have time to get too in-depth here. Um, This is really just a light intro to the possibilities, a little push in that direction. (laughs) Um, And a reminder that the macro is reflected in the micro as within, so without, and that your home is both a mirror and an expression of soul. So your home, the place where you live, whether that is in the back of an old beat up van or a mansion on the shore, it is showing you who you are. 
It's showing you what's working in your life. It's showing you your relationships with other people. And most interestingly to me, it's showing you what needs to be healed. Um, And I think we're always on a healing journey, really, for those of us who like to move through life that way. And there's always, there's always another layer deeper to go. And uh, sometimes just cleaning out a drawer can help you figure out what to do next when you kind of get stuck on your path or in your work or in your day. And I've found I will never be one of those people who has a really pristine, empty, like all white house with very few possessions. I know that minimalism has been really cool with the kids on YouTube lately. I will never be one of those people. I don't enjoy hanging out in a room like that, even as a guest. Um, and maybe, maybe actually may, never say never because now I'm sleeping in a room with uncovered windows and I never would have imagined myself doing that. But I feel overexposed and uncomfortable. Like I can't relax in a room like that. So that's why I really liked the life changing magic of tidying up because um, that book, it's not like you have to get rid of everything till it hurts, hurts, hurts. It's just, just keep the message of that book that really resonated and stuck with me is if it sparks joy, keep it. If it doesn't, chuck it. <laughs> and then the Western Guide to Feng Shui is, is very similar in that way. So that's why I like those two books. Um, the little picture that I posted on Facebook and everywhere, Twitter, G+, wherever I promote these shows, um, it was Alice from Alice in Wonderland, the old classic Disney movie cartoon uh, with Alice, that moment where, you know, eat me, drink me. And uh, I can't remember if she eats or drinks the thing that makes her get too big, but she starts outgrowing her home. Um, And it makes me think of that symbol that I drew, like with with the triangle on the head, because she kind of looks like that. And I wonder if that just went in magically when I was a little kid and came out when I was like 42 years old (laughs) or 41 or whenever I made that symbol. Um, But I think that's, that's interesting to think about too. Like, have you outgrown your home or is there no space for you in your own home because you've got so much crap? Are you trying to hold on to the past? in your home. Um, The question I asked on Facebook, I'll ask you here today in case you didn't see it. Have you ever taken a good long look around your home? Every room, every nook and cranny with an eye toward discerning something true about yourself. Um, Just walked around and been just been like, what is this house saying about me? Like pretend you are a guest and you've never seen your house before and look at your house with those eyes and just check it out and um kind of like your home is a living tarot deck (laughs) you might be surprised if you're if you're creative if you have a good imagination just like put yourself in the space of a guest and look around it's such a revealing thing to do and it makes a really good like a regular practice. I think doing this seasonally for example at every change of the season we're in the autumn transition now So um, it kind of in that space in between summer and fall where a lot of us are um, looking forward to fall, but it's still very much summer. I'm obviously just talking about the Northern hemisphere here. You're in transitional space too in the the summer or in the Southern hemisphere. But um, 
these are good times to do some decluttering, to do some space clearing, or just to just take an inventory and look around and be like, what is my home saying to me? Um, how does that picture on the wall make me feel? Does it make me feel lonely? Is it a reflection of my loneliness? Uh, I can't remember where I talked about this. I think it was in my, oh, gee, I don't know. I create a lot of content. I think it was in my last newsletter. I was talking about um, Hieronymus Bosch and, and this <laughs> Bosch this painting that I got the poster of and I was so excited to get it. I just thought it was so just witchy, alchemical, medieval, crazy, wacky art, just so fabulous. And I was just, woo, woo, can't wait till it gets here. Can't wait till it gets here. And then it got here and I was like, I can't hang this on the wall. Like what kind of <laughs> nutty energy is this calling in? And then I kind of started looking around at all the art on my wall because I'm an artist and I love other artists and just looking at the art on my walls and just being like, what does that mean? What does that say to me? How does that make me feel? I'm such a health nut. And then I have a giant old fashioned Coca-Cola, this mirror thing on the wall and I've debated many times, should I take that down? Because this is drink carbonated Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, but it's got this this girl from like the 1800s, like holding up a glass. And it's kind of cool looking. But the reason I love it is because it reminds me of being a kid because it was in my living room when I was a kid. So it does give me good feelings. And that's why I keep it there, even though I like vehemently tell everybody that soda is Satan. It's evil. It's evil. It will kill you. Don't drink it. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I really think you can get a dialogue going on with your soul this way. Uh, and I think, too, it's some fun to play around with all these different systems. I've been really into astrology oh, so much this year, especially, but last year, too, it just like to the point of obsession. I'm having a blast with it. I was very much like that for like eight years with Tarot. I still read Tarot every day, but that obsessive need to like learn everything about it, like that has been replaced by astrology now. Um, so I know a shit ton about Tarot and now I, I'm starting to learn a, a shit ton about astrology. And I know quite a lot about Feng Shui and um, all these systems that we have in magic and in the new age community, they're neat, they're cool, but um, I'm not a person who gets hung up on correspondences or who will take someone else's word for something, and I don't really think the systems matter. I don't even think they're real. I, don't, I, think, I think they're just, it's just a focal point because I do believe, and this is the pantheist in me, that we have access to all the information for all time, all thoughts, all ideas, all creativity, all everything, like at all the time, because we are all connected to source. We're not just connected to source. We are source. We're a part of it. God is us. We are God. We are each unique expressions of God. So we have access to that at all time, but you would go insane. Like You would be absolutely nuts. If you tried to comprehend all of that, um, or even if you just tried to like, you know, I'll often say like, oh, my mind is going off in different directions. I don't know what. I think these things just make amazing focal points. 
And I do think there is something to the collective consciousness and what everybody's focusing on one t- at one time. I do believe in thought forms and how, you know, if we all agree, these these cards and this deck, this is what each card symbolizes. And we've been agreeing on that for decades and decades and decades. There's a certain energy to that that I like to t- tap into. But I do really believe that it's just a focal point for your own perspective, a way of learning about yourself. Same as, you know, working with your home and seeing that your home is an expression of your soul. It's just a way of looking in the mirror. So that's why I say your home is both a mirror and an expression of soul. And as quantum physics has stunningly proved, we never ever see the true nature of a thing because the nature of a thing changes by the very act of our observing of it. So is that just so wild? Um, At the quantum level, it is very hard to measure something because it changes just by your observing it. So in a way, kind of what I was saying at the back, at the top of the show is very true. You're just looking at yourself in a way. Um, Yeah. And then I I too just, I want to kind of circle back around this book nerd post and say something related to magic here in terms of looking at your home and how it's a reflection of your soul and an expression of your soul. Um, I think you can really work some major magic in your life as well. Sometimes I talk about how I learned from Tony Robbins that you should never get up from the scene of making a decision without taking an action on it. Um, but sometimes, like if you set an intention to manifest something into your life, there isn't a physical action that you can take really, or the moment is not right, or the timing is not right, or, you know, it's like midnight. <laughs> You're not going to go trolling out at bars for the love of your life, hopefully. Um, but you're, in, you know, you've got the energy, you've done the magic. Like, what can you do to anchor in that manifestation? Um, well, something that I picked up from reading uh, the Western Guide to Feng Shui is that you can do it through your home, by cleaning out a drawer, by making space, by rearranging your bedroom, by doing something that way. She uses that language. She says, um, anchoring new changes, uh, something about how you can anchor in the new, oh, you can anchor in the new changes that you want to create. And then obviously the reverse is also true by holding on to a bunch of stuff, old memories and things, you're anchoring in old stagnant patterns. And I totally know what she says. She says, anchor your new inner program. Oh, I'm talking, I talk a lot about the programs that were instilled in us as children. Um, And I think with magic, when you set an intention, something you want to create in your life, something you want to manifest, the first step is mental. You're creating a new mental picture and you're creating a new, hopefully a new inner program, a new neural pathway. And I love the idea that you can anchor that in with feng shui. Um, And then some other cool things that she says that I really like. uh, She talks about environmental affirmations and she really just talks about them positively. So you want to place environmental affirmations of the life that you want to live throughout your home. And I see to me that's the 
that's working from the outside in. And I love stuff like that. I love that you can work from the inside out and from the outside in. And I love that you can set an intention mentally and then start moving around your physical reality to reflect that and to affirm that and to anchor that in. So environmental affirmations, anchors. And, um, and then another thing that I just like that she talked about is um, your personal evolution and how the only constant in life is change and that you need to embrace change by and em embrace your personal evolution by keeping your home in motion. So that's why I'm saying that this could be a really revealing thing to do, looking at your home as both a mirror and expression of soul if you do it as a regular practice. And that's why, again, I'm mentioning um, these seasonal transitions. I mean, do it, do it whatever, do it at the top of the month if you want, do it every weekend if you want. I just happen to like doing it in the space in between seasons, which too is why I wanted to talk about this during the time of the autumn transition. My favorite time of year is fall and I like to prepare for that. And I'm running out of time here. Um, I had way too many ideas today, things I wanted to talk about. Um, but I will say in studying astrology and looking at there's 12 houses in your chart. It got, I mean, my mind was talk about not being able to focus. I'm thinking back to like my Christian religious upbringing and talking about the mansions in heaven and the rooms of your mansions in heaven and thinking like, oh my gosh, is this like a biblical depiction of astrology? You know, these mansions in heaven, these houses in heaven, in the heavens, and how each house in your natal chart re represents a different part of your life. And then in the Bagua, which is the map of your home in Feng Shui, I'm going off now. <laughs> I'm starting to ramble right when I said I was going to wrap up the show and running out of time. But each section of your house, according to this map called the Bagua in Feng Shui, you put the map over your house. It reflects a different part of your life. And so to me, that's why astrology and Feng Shui, they start to integrate that way. It starts to get really interesting because it's just a way of focusing Focusing your attention and working on, okay, I'm going to work on the creativity inner child section of my home now. I'm going to focus on arranging that to reflect the life that I want to lead, the new intention that I'm setting. So, ah, the magic of feng shui. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this. I definitely did. I'm having more fun. I think, I don't know, I, there were things I wanted to say so badly, but that I kept holding back. And now that I can say them on Patreon, because I feel like there's just a little layer of protection there, like you are investing in me, so I'm unwilling to invest in you by going further. I feel like I've locked something loose, knocked something loose, that I'm, I'm back in the flow. I'm back in the flow and um, really excited all over again about um, doing this show. Not that I didn't love it before. I've always loved it. But anyway. I hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful week again. If you want to check me out over on Patreon, I'm at patreon.com slash Joanna DeVoe. Until we meet again, much love to you.